Dan Blanchard, the CEO, founder, and of course, captain, I should say, Captain Dan Blanchard of Uncruise. Such a pleasure to be speaking with you again. Uncruise Adventures, Uncruise, just like it sounds, dot com. No lines, no crowds, never boring, and so many other taglines that we can uh, that we will go into throughout our conversation. Dan, thanks for taking the time again. It's, I was really excited to get to speak with you. How have things been since we spoke already now uh, about three months ago? Unbelievably. Well, you know, Judd, things continue on, and I, I have to say, uh, it's a sunny day here in Juneau, Alaska. So, so maybe that sunshine is uh, a bit metaphorical in the sense that. We're starting to see some good sunshine on the business side of things, and we're seeing a lot of happy guests off the boat. So as we all try to get out of this, it's, it's nice to feel the warmth of the sun on the face again. <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful thing to say. Thank you for that. And, uh, and on that note, I have a, um, the first point of interest I'm going to bring up that uh, Liz shared with me. But I want, um, with respect to Alaska, pretty amazing. We have a friend uh, who's a a pretty amazing individual such as yourself and he just started getting into uh i you know what iron man's are right oh yeah absolutely we we it, in fact we just finished hosting in the first alaska iron man here in juno so the reason i bring it up is he did it and oh, no kidding yeah so check this out his name his name is howie he's this amazing individual uh he's a doctor and you know he's he's been a great athlete throughout his life and you know, with cycling and running and swimming. And then he, he just got so into it, he pushed himself. He was inspired to try and do an Ironman. And he did one, but then this Alaska one, the one you just had, Dan, up there, uh, it really, you know, it really intrigued him and motivated him. And so his goal was to do it and just to finish. And it, as, as you very well know, or anyone listening knows, to simply finish an Ironman is, I mean, with respect to being in physical condition, you're within the top few percent of people on the planet. He ended up finishing third. And uh, he said it was one of the most magnificent experiences because it was there in, uh, in Alaska. And I mean, the water, the swim was so cold, they actually had to like trim down that portion of it. But uh, yeah, so it was, I was excited to share that with you because he actually did it and finished third that is so exciting and you know we are very involved with the, the Ironman uh, we co-opt with them here at Uncruise and this kind of thing but you're right uh, you know the water dropped we ended up having like this really amazing spring and then by the time we got to mid-July the, the weather actually got cold and wet and so this was you know many of the racers were saying this is one of the most challenging Ironman they'd ever been in because just like you mentioned the cold water it was overcast and rainy and you know but the, they all just they rated it and we're getting the results back right now but it looks like it might be one of the highest rated Ironman events Ironman events in their history potentially and really so we're we're really excited about that but you're right I mean the, the because the weather changed and we had a lot of rain the, the lake temperature actually went down about five degrees from what it normally would be at in <laughs> August which was amazing <laughs> that is amazing and uh and yeah yeah he it took which it just again to to imagine experiencing this you know like I you know I jog every day and then you know I'll I'll do what I can but it took him, and again, he finished third. It took him, don't quote me, but approximately 15 hours to finish this. 15 hours. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it's amazing. And, you know, I think what it does is we, we had a number of local uh, participants as well. And, of course, many national folks that are known within Ironman circles. And, uh, you know, I think that the, the challenge that this particular event took, you know, place so far north and, right. you know, the beauty that they all saw, I mean, it's, it's it, the, the response from the racers and the community was just over the top. And, you know, we're trying to, uh, we're going to have the Ironman for the next couple of years beyond this. So we're really working to try and lower the expense for the Ironman folks and provide, you know, more housing and this kind of thing. Some of the things you, you learn as takeaways from a big event like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fantastic that you guys were, uh, were so involved with it. And what inspired you to become involved with it, if you don't mind me asking? Well, you know, Iron Man and Uncruise or Iron Man and outdoor activities of any kind uh, and Uncruise all go together. And when right. we found out, uh, I'm on the Travel Juno board, um, which is a, a, a city group that basically, you know, works to bring uh, what we call FIT or individual travelers to Juno. And when we heard that Iron Man was looking at, at Alaska cities, we went after it big time. And, Good for but you. beyond that, it's also the matchup with, you know, our, our client is so often the Ironman racer as well. Um, so anywhere from, right. you know, the Ironman to the well-retired Ironman is traveling <laughs> with us. We'll have, to get, uh, we'll have to get Howie and his wife, Renee, on, a, uh, on an uncruise uh, adventure soon. I'm sure they would absolutely love it. They ended up spending a week in... Uh, you know, the whole family went up to be there with Howie and experience it, and, uh, and they hadn't done that, and they fell in love with it. They, they couldn't say enough great things about that amazing community that you have. Well, next year, make sure to connect me with Howie, and we will, we will definitely get him uh, down on the docks, if nothing else, and seeing some of the waterfront. I will. I will connect you guys actually right after this. I'll share this podcast with him. And again, Dan, Captain Dan Blanchard, thank you so much again for taking the time. I know how busy you are. And uh, at the opening of our conversation just now, before I um, I bogarted, bogarted, excuse me, a decent amount of your time with respect to that uh, that story. But um, you were touching upon how you know coming out of COVID. Uh, the period we've been in for the past uh, bit of time, and as I mentioned, Liz said that you have a great recovery post-COVID story to, and overall simply uh, to discuss how it's been, and even more so since, again, we spoke uh, just a few months ago. Yeah, you know, it's really true, and, and I think that, um, you know, you have to be careful when you compare yourself or your company to others, right? I mean, you, we can't live off comparisons. However, right. we are seeing that, uh, little old uncruise you know we uh we're a relatively small company of about 350 people compared to the big you know multinational cruise lines that are here in juno and publicly owned corporations and this kind of thing and uh so as this little private small american business you know what we're seeing is uh, we can compare our financials to three of the you know most small one small ship and three big ship companies and know that you know, our recovery happened, started last year. We, we actually had a, a, you know, a very nice profit last year and uh, that got us through the winter and we're appearing to have that again. So one of the things about, you know, I think small, small companies is we've been agile and, and super responsive to the pandemic and, and what was happening in travel. And that's kind of, that has put us ahead. So I, 
I like to say, Judd, that, you know, thank you Americans for investing in Uncruise Adventures, you know, through a PPP and CARES Act and all this kind of thing, mm-hmm. because that investment they made with us is actually showing an earlier return, which means, you know, uh, for those things that were government loans and this kind of things to get us through, that assures those paybacks and it assures travelers are going to know that they're going to travel with a company that's going to be healthy and this kind of thing. So we are, we're, we're actually kind of blown away, um, you know, because sometimes you get so caught in the, in that just the day-to-day kind of survival during an event like this pandemic. I mean, this is our third year, meaning that Alaska, you know, we, we were hit in the first season uh, in 2021, 20, 22. And so it's three years of this for us already. And, uh, but to see the, the sun start starting to shine and, and not only in what we do on board our vessels, but see it shine on our, our balance sheet, see it shine on our P&L and all these things that mean something to a business owner, you know, is really wonderful when we're still seeing a lot of a red ink around us. So right. yeah, we're happy about that. Congratulations, congratulations. And with you being, obviously the founder, the CEO, et cetera, and being a, you know, a very true to heart entrepreneur to, you know, uh, circling back to and correlating with, uh, as you just compared yourself to, you know, larger local direct competitors and whatnot, to see that is again, that the core, you know, the owner, the, the founder is so rewarding. And, and you have, you mentioned this during our last conversation, not only rewarding in general and with respect to the balance sheets and whatnot, as you just touched upon, but also with respect to, I mean, I believe you mentioned that you take time to be on as many uh, uncruise adventures as you can, at least in Alaska, to you know, shake hands and be with your customers, right? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, this morning, uh, about an hour and a half prior to our, our cast here, uh, one of our boats came in and happy to get down on the dock and meet with the folks they came off. I boarded those <laughs> same folks the, the week before. And I think, you know, again, this is the, the difference that a small American or any small business anywhere can do is that we can really touch, feel, know our clients uh, on a first name basis often. And that's just another big plus. Of course, me living in Juneau, which is our largest operation, and we have all seven ships operating up here, all seven of them for our Alaska ships anyway. Right. And it's it's the hub of and spoke of everything we do. And how, well, and actually really quick before I ask my next question, I think it's a perfect comment uh, time to make this comment, along with, as you mentioned, you know, being the locally owned smaller uh, company with respect to, you know, in comparison to say larger cruise lines and whatnot, which I I think is fantastic. I mean, if I, I've never personally taken a cruise yet, as I mentioned to um, as I mentioned to someone the other day, it might have been my parents. If I were to do one, it would be an uncruise adventure because it is because it is what it is. It's it is very personal. It is owned by an an entrepreneur. It is different. It is, and I think right now, well not only think, but know based on conversations with many of our clients and partners, people aren't simply, and you know this, but I'll say it for the sake of uh, the conversation we're having on this podcast, people aren't simply traveling more. They're looking for experiences. They're looking for travel experiences. And that's 
I would imagine a large part of what you're seeing with respect to the success that you've been touching upon because you offer an experience. It's one thing to take a cruise and regardless of how luxurious or not luxurious it might be, but for you know, the sake of conversation, you're going to ports and you're getting off and then you get back on and it just is what it is. But with UnCruise, you truly are experiencing each and every stop that you make along the way. Yeah, you know, Chad, you, you nailed it. I need, you need to get into my marketing department. I think Liz is doing a fantastic job. <laughs> well, but thank you for the Liz compliment. Will take, Liz will take some of these quotes and, and right out of your mouth. Well, that thank, you. thank you. you put it. But, but, you know, the, the whole idea of experiential or adventure travel, you know, that really in the early 90s, we started to see this, this trend towards more experiential travel, more touch, more feel. I like to say that, you know, the World War II generation that traveled on my boats very early on in the years of our company, they were happy to stand on the deck with a cognac in their in their hand and look at the glacier, and 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 that was great. But right. my generation came along, and all of a sudden, we, we had to touch the doggone thing. We had to crawl inside that glacier and all this kind of thing. And I've shared that with you a little bit. Before. You did, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember the co- I remember the cognac. The cognac uh, comment. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's what's amazing is you know that has steadily grown. But now, now let's put this in the lens of the pandemic. Exactly. When people have been you know at home and oftentimes away from their family, even um, you know as families in different states and countries and all this kind of thing. So what we're seeing now is a resurgence, not only in the experiential side of travel and or the adventure travel side, but also it, it's just gone off the hook with family travel. We are seeing more than ever. I have had more teenagers on on a per capita basis of you know the, the 7,000 or so passengers that will travel with us over the course of the Alaska season. We've had more teenagers than we've ever had because the the grandparents are pulling them along. Well, then the, the parents decide, well, gosh, mom and dad, if you're going to take the kids, why don't we join you? So these family groups are just amazing and, and so wonderful to see them out and celebrating being with each other for the first time in you know two and a half years. Absolutely. And again, it's, you know, I was just looking out at the view I'm looking at and I'm looking at a cruise ship right now. And again, it's, you know, and to each his own and yep. <laughs> a regular cruise might be exactly what someone's looking for. That being said, especially with respect to creating family memories and experiences, and experiences are what can alter the course of our life. I mean, my life personally has been, has been altered in many, many, many times because of experiences and experiences in places. You know, I've always said if I had had kids, Dan, one of the most important things I would have said to them is your geography and experiencing your geography is one of the most important things you can do in life. And so then for a family to be able to take an uncruised adventure and not just get off in a port and maybe get to see a beach for a few minutes, maybe get to do some shopping, you know, the things that you, that you would do in America anyways, using America as an example, because that's where the bulk of your um, clients come from, but to actually get off of an uncruised beautiful ship, the beautiful ships you have, and then really like to be, to be experiencing what it is you are experiencing that you couldn't 
via any other traditional or typical, say, cruise line? Yeah, it, it, it really is, you know, the touch and feel uh, of a local The touch place. and feel, fact, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, just getting ready myself, actually, to take a vacation here in late September, but it's also going to be a work trip where we're, we're setting up our, our Belize operation, which was supposed to start in 2020. Oh, how amazing. Yeah, but it's happening in October. Congratulations. And yeah, and so it's uh, we're getting that going, and, and but what that means is, you know, and this is so much what's happening with the world. You know, we gathered some friends who are going to be making the trip with us to Belize in a, you know, a week of vacation prior. And, uh, you know, these are the kind of uh, things that are happening everywhere. And, and in our case, we're chartering a, a small sailboat and going out for almost two weeks and, uh, uh, you know, in a preparation for our, our bigger boat to start operating down there. But I think it's it's one of these things that we experienced the same thing. You know, as we went out to one friend, it was like, oh, but can I bring my son along? Or <laughs> can right. I bring my sister along too? And then just this extended kind of relationship travel seems to be very big right now. Well, and then the... I. Th- it is 100% one of the greatest silver linings of COVID, the pandemic, however you want to refer to it, in that it, with respect to um, uh, experiential travel, and it forced people to realize that a lot, I mean, at the end of the day, when you want to experience things more, when you truly realize, you know, all the points you touched upon, being separated from family, being locked down, et cetera, it, at its core, what it, it gave people the forced opportunity to do is to realize that this is my one life. This, you know, it is what it is, not to be morose or whatnot, but, but it is, it's just a fact. And yeah. so I want to experience it as much as possible. And then to be able to experience it in the most beautiful ways possible with a very specialized, unique, amazing company such as Uncruise, that will change not only your own personal life, but your entire family's life. And then that will continue on for generations. Yeah, it's so much different than, you know, uh, maybe going to a, a large resort or, nah. or you know, yeah. whatever. And, I, and like you, I'm not, uh, everybody at travel you know, has different needs and, and purpose depending on the person. But for those of us who really rely on the more experiential or adventure side of travel, a little sweat on the brow never hurts. <laughs> um, you know, uh, both, both for mind and body. Uh, Absolutely. But, but for those of us who seek that out and have those experiences with our children and grandchildren uh, and, and close friends, those are really the memories we have. You know, I, I, I was a kid. I went to Disneyland a few times as a teenager. Right. I can kind of remember that. But do I remember the time that I... I went on the family tugboat up to the San Juan Islands. Oh my gosh, it's it's indelible, right? Right, right, absolutely. Really sinking your teeth into it. Yes, that 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 was a that was a perfect analogy. Uh, analogy, well said. And um, before I forget, something else I wanted to touch upon that I we didn't discuss last time, but as I was going through your beautiful website even deeper, you, Dan, with Uncruise, you've you've been recognized for some absolutely amazing awards. Travel Weekly Golden Silver Award, Silver Awards and Best of Future, Future Travel from Newsweek, Best Cruise Line in Alaska, Best Cruise Line for Adventure, Top Travel Pick, Best Exhibition Itinerary, and so forth. 
Yeah, it's pretty humbling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it's kind of back to that. You know, when when I hear those and I review those, and they've been really consistent over some time now, um, it's not only humbling, but it's also, I think it, for me, it gives me hope in uh, small business that you hmm. know, amongst the, the the large multinational corporations and this kind of thing small companies and small business people can achieve amazing things and still control their destiny uh still be you know where the the owner and ceo can get down and and i'm not the only one that does this by the way i mean other small businesses whether they're you know it's the restauranteur that meets his meets his guests at the door um and uh, those kind of things when that happens it's not only Food or manna, whatever you want to call it, from heaven, <laughs> from my heart and soul, but but it it's meaningful to the guests. So I, I I sometimes look at that page with our awards and go, oh my goodness, wow, this the, the little company that could, the little company that could, and you know, take this as a um, a huge compliment. One of um, another one of my favorite entrepreneurial stories is. Uh, is a friend. I'd actually love to connect you guys. You'd probably um, do could potentially do business together. He uh, he owns seaplanes in the Bahamas, and he's operating now up in the Hamptons, and always expanding as well into places like Belize and throughout the Caribbean. Uh, is Rob Saravalo, uh, Tropic Ocean Airways, and same thing. You know, started a company. Everyone told him at the time, bad, bad idea, bad idea. <laughs> yeah, but he did it, and it became. It's now the largest uh, seaplane operation on the planet and providing people just as on cruises with uh, exceptional experiential uh, travel and opportunities. You know, something we should do, Dan, is we should um, have our editor-in-chief, Jamie, uh, up on an uncruise adventure to do an experiential story. I would love to have Jamie, and I just have to, a quick segue on the seaplane thing. I mean, I am, you know, right on the water where you're speaking, where I'm speaking from right now in my office, and less than 50 yards from me are five De Havilland uh, otters that are you know, <laughs> uh, turboprop now. They're, they're all built in the late 50s, been rebuilt many times, and they do uh, my favorite aviation tour in Juneau is the uh, Taku Glacier Lodge trip where they take you out of the glaciers and they take you to lodge and have a salmon dinner. But that's right here. So I would love to talk to your buddy because I'm also really connected with the largest seaplane operator in Alaska called Alaska Seaplanes, appropriately. So we, we're, <laughs> well, there's some real synergy happening here, Judd. Absolutely. And again, especially since uh, you're expanding into Belize and whatnot, you know, that's Rob's, uh, that's their footprint. And how exciting to be. So just curious, Dan, what. And now we can segue into, uh, I'll let you get going soon. I know you're really busy, but, and I've, you know, speaking with you, I can't believe we've already spoken for 25 minutes, but. Um, Hard to believe. We're well, just going, brother. It, I, we, <laughs> I could speak to you all day if, if, uh, if you have the time. But um, with respect to what made you, what made you choose Belize? Well, you know, it's, it's really not me. It's what our guests want. And, you know, we okay. survey our right. guests all the time. And, but I will say, though, I have—I'm uh, a sailor at heart. If I could make a—if I could make a living as a sailor, I would. Uh, meaning with sails. Um, so you're very Jimmy. Me, you're very Jimmy Buffett at heart. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have a 40 foot sailboat in Seattle. So when we're down there, we live on our sailboat and I've sailed the oceans of the world in it, you know, in the early nineties. So it's, uh, you know, definitely in my heart and soul, but the, you know, the whole idea of Belize, I had been there, um, twice before, uh, chartered a sailboat with friends and, um, you know, Belize is a, a unique place. Uh, it's a really early, easy, excuse me, first step for Americans in particular to experience foreign travel because they they use the U.S. dollar, they speak English. Right. Uh, you know, it, there's just a lot of good reasons. And, and a lot of people think of Belize as like the atolls and reefs, which it is. Um, but it's also, you know, there's you know, 3,000, 4,000 foot mountains in Belize that that are just amazing to be at in the tropics and the jungle. And, huh. and we also had to go into Guatemala on that trip. So, you know, our guests, as we went out and questioned them and did our surveys, Belize was uh, one of the places, and I believe Belize is actually, uh, you know, we like to say in the travel industry that, you know, Belize is flowering or it's, it's a bud getting ready to explode in much the same way that Costa Rica was in the, in the early nineties. Right. Uh, but that, that, that bud is definitely blooming in Belize, and we're, we're actually doubling our sailings there in uh, 2023-24 uh, winter. So, How yeah, exciting. I'm excited to be there, yeah. That is fantastic. And then, if you don't mind me asking, do you, on your, as you're looking out your window at the seaplanes and whatnot, do you have next to that a whiteboard on it with other destinations that you're looking at, at expanding into? Well, certainly. I mean, first of all, it's nice to get back to Belize for sure, because we were just getting ready to do that when the pandemic came along. So that's the first one. Then we're also, uh, that not only are we going out to other destinations, we're looking very hard at going back to the Amazon uh, in 2020. <laughs> wow. Um, where we were at at one time. Um, we also, I mean, in February uh, of 2020, I was in Antarctica, uh, oddly with a bunch of folks from Wuhan, China, and uh, <laughs> doing the, the whole, uh, you know, uh, research and development. We went through Patagonia. We were down there for quite a while, just checking it out. Yeah, Antarctica's and huge. So, right, Antarctica's huge right now. Uh, yeah, it is. But you know where we'll probably. Even before Antarctica, I'm more, and I love Antarctica, but Patagonia and Chile and the inland waterways there are over the top. So that may be the first step for us and then eventually into Antarctica. Um, but, but here in Alaska, we're, uh, in 2024, we're going to operate for our first time in decades uh, in Prince William Sound, Alaska. Oh, wow. Uh, in 2024, we're starting winter sports and northern lights tours in february and march where we you know we take people up to a ski mountain for a couple days to skiing boarding ice skating sledding whatever the snowshoeing that that's a genius idea and i as you mentioned sorry to to, uh, interject but as you mentioned patagonia and chile is i thought how fantastic to be on an uncruise adventure there and then you know dock and go and experience i mean there's some of the most renowned snowboarding and skiing is right there in patagonia in, in chile and, and then you you know you have your hella tours there i mean that would be that would be a bucket list adventure yeah and there is so many it reminds me a lot of alaska in the sense that there's just a 
lot of wildlife, a lot of natural beauty. And Antarctica is wonderful, but it's a lot of very little. In other words, a lot of certain species, but not very many species, which is great. You know, that Antarctica has its own appeal. But for me, my heart really turns in places, you know, like the Galapagos, like like Chile and and Argentina and, and Patagonia. That's that's the stuff that really turns my crank. Very well said. Very well said. And how exciting for you to be venturing into Belize. And that must be a bucket uh, If you have a bucket list, that must be one for you, one of the line items. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, as a sailor, I've, I've sailed so many of the, the islands of the world uh, you know, on my own 40-foot sailboat. But the... Uh, so, so I've been to a lot of those places, but it's also, you know, we have to be open ears to to the marketplace, to what guests are looking for. Yep. And Belize is just so easy for me. I, I look at it as, listen, if you haven't traveled international or you're just getting used to it, Belize is your perfect first destination. You know, direct flights from all over the United States into Belize City. It's, like I said, they use the U.S. dollars currency. It's just so it's just a first great step and, and not even to mention the beauty of the land and the people. The beauty of the land, the people, and they have, uh, as you indirectly touched upon, they have been doing some really magnificent um, luxury resort and residence developments down there over the uh, over the past few years. Oh yeah, yeah, so we have a, a pre-package that Megan and I are going to go spend a week at uh, before we go out on the sailboat um, at a place called Chalk Creek. Uh, which is just one of those that you mentioned. Uh, anywhere from, you know, kind of expedition uh, housing to the highest in luxury you've ever seen. So again, the ability to kind of meet the adventure client where they're at, whether they're, you know, more into the, the bungalow or they want the highest in, you know, room with its own, you know, deck and pool and all this kind of thing. It, it's available in, in places like that. I'm envious, my friend. I'm envious. And I'm really thrilled for you. And uh, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, I could speak to you all afternoon if I were so fortunate to have the opportunity. Is there anything that I, but I'm going to let you get going. Is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have now that I've taken almost 35 minutes of your time uh, or anything that we should discuss that we did not yet? Well, you know, I think we've, we've hit on a lot of the stuff. I, uh... I'm just looking over my notes, and I, I think we've hit on it in different ways. Um, you know, we're just happy to be getting out of this pandemic like everybody and uh, looking forward to, to resuming, resuming kind of what we will call the new norm, whatever that may be. Uh, but, Judd, it's been great, and I would love to connect with your, your friends at Seaplanes uh, and your editor. Uh, I think it was your editor you mentioned. Editor-in-chief Jamie. I will put you in touch with her and we'll get her up there. I'll put you in touch with Rob Saravalo, uh, who is a CEO and founder, just like yourself, of Tropic Ocean Airways. And we will continue to work as hard as possible uh, with Liz for uh, you and Uncruz. We're very humble and grateful to be working with you, Dan. You're one of my favorite people that I've ever had the opportunity to work with and to speak with. So thank you again for taking the time. Dan Blanchard, CEO, founder, and again, I forgot to say it at the beginning, Captain Dan Blanchard of Uncruise 
Adventures, uncruise.com. Thank you, Dan. Have an amazing weekend. I'll send uh, Liz those emails soon for you to connect to those people, and I hope you have one of the best weekends you've ever had in your life. Indeed. Same to you, Judd. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dan. Take care. Bye.